Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Russia continues to build up its military presence along the border of Ukraine while denying any plans to invade or attack or have an incursion. So the question then is, is. Vladimir Putin being aggressive towards Ukraine just because he can? Or is he looking to see how far he can push the Biden administration? A lot of headlines out there today. We're going to get behind those. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So, of course, most of the headlines of the day have been surrounding what the United States will do. We know that just within the last hour, the Pentagon uh, has said that as many as 8,500 U.S. troops will be on heightened alert, told to be ready for deployment. Most of those are ground forces as we understand them. And I want to break this down just a little bit. If you missed the first hour of the show, uh, you have to go check out the podcast later this afternoon. We had Ron Fox on with us in hour number one, and he really showed us that history really does repeat itself, sometimes in amazing, amazing clarity. So 14 years ago, in the run-up to the Beijing Olympic Games, summer games, 14 years ago, Russia invaded Georgia. Ron Fox was deployed to represent the White House and the Pentagon in conversations in the Ukraine. Uh, He gave us a fascinating behind-the-scenes look of what was going on, what the sense was inside the country. They knew that there were uh, Russian agents inside of the government, uh, so security was heightened. uh, And you could just feel all of the tensions and all of those things. And uh, Ron did just a beautiful job of describing some of those things. And we're seeing it again. This is history repeating itself. This is not Vladimir Putin with a new page in the playbook Uh, This is a movie we have seen before. And so how we respond to it is going to be interesting. Do we learn the lessons? Uh, Are we able to keep our allies together and united? And how do we move that forward? Press Secretary uh, for the Department of Defense, John Kirby, gave an update on possible troop deployments a little earlier in the day. I want to provide some facts on these preparations that will reinforce our commitment to NATO and to the NATO response force and increase our readiness. Secretary Austin has placed a range of units in the United States on a heightened preparedness to deploy, which increases our readiness to provide forces if NATO should activate the NRF or if other situations develop. All told, the number of forces that the secretary has placed on heightened alert 
uh, comes up to about 8,500 personnel. Uh, Kirby went on to say that Secretary Austin is making decisions with the perspective that NATO uh, is the defensive alliance that we've really got to be focused on. I don't think anybody wants to see uh, another war on the European continent. And there's no reason why that has to occur. This could be solved very easily by the Russians de-escalating, by, by moving some of these forces away, um, which they haven't done. Uh, and so NATO, as a defensive alliance, and it is a defensive alliance, uh, has a responsibility to its members to make sure that they're able to defend themselves if needed. And that's, what, and that's, the, that's, uh, um, that's the spirit in which uh, the secretary has made these early uh, heightened alert decisions. So that's what's coming out of the Pentagon today and what they've advised President Biden, the information they've given him in terms of options that he has. Uh, today, during the White House press briefing, Press Secretary Jan Psaki previewed some of the president's uh, upcoming conversations that are going to be critical, including this afternoon, a video conference uh, with many of our allies overseas. The president will hold a secure video call with European leaders as part of our close consultation and coordination with our transatlantic allies and partners in response to our shared concerns over Russia's military buildup on Ukraine's borders. Uh, During that conversation, uh, we expect they will discuss diplomacy, deterrence, and defense efforts, and we'll have a readout for you all afterwards. And certainly, uh, a discussion about uh, pending pending sanctions or discussion of that, uh, we, we would expect to be part of that as well. So as as we look at how that is beginning to shape up, uh, again, I think so much of what is going on is Vladimir Putin, uh, as one person described it, it's not about NATO playing checkers and Vladimir Putin playing chess. It's NATO playing checkers and Vladimir Putin playing poker with the rest of the world. And he again, he's done this before. This is not new. And so the, the question then is, what is the response and what does that mean? Obviously, there is not unanimity amongst the NATO allies. Germany obviously has some very conflicting uh, priorities in terms of they they need oil from Russia and they need that pipeline to to work and go. And so they're in a very interesting uh, position. Uh, The United States, of course, has been taking Russian oil uh, over the last several months to to uh, augment our own since we've uh, limited our own capacity. Uh, And so there's some very interesting negotiations and positioning that is taking place. Interesting, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, said that, hey, this is not just about watching what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine. This has global implications that everybody ought to be watching. They're watching very closely. They're watching to see if this administration has the resolve and the steel to use all of its tools to preserve sovereignty for a a nation like Ukraine. I, I promise you, not only are Xi Jinping and Chairman Kim and the Ayatollah watching, but so are the people of Taiwan, the Iranian people, and the Chinese people as well. The whole world watches how America leads. And when we fail to do so, we create instability. Uh, that leadership is such an important component. President Biden ran on that leadership message that he would be able to establish, reestablish the United States as the moral voice in the world, that we would be respected on the, the world stage. And it is uh, an interesting thing to note that that is a... Uh, a challenge that everybody really is watching. And I, I think it's vital that we make sure we understand uh, with some some real clarity uh, that we have seen this movie before. If you didn't listen to my interview uh, with Ron Fox, uh, this is deja vu all over again. 14 years ago, run up to the Beijing Summer Olympic Games, Russia invades Georgia. 
uh, a gripping tale in terms of what happened behind the scenes there. We're seeing it play out again now. We're almost to the Beijing Winter Olympic Games of 2022, and I think there are a mountain of important lessons that should be learned from the past that should help the Biden administration navigate the future. But again, remember, folks, this is not a new chapter for Vladimir Putin. We've seen this movie before. The question is, will we learn the lessons from history and will we act in a way that will keep things united and freedom moving forward? With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.